You're listening to the Exhibitionist Podcast, hosted by Nicola Reader and brought to you by InspiringExhibitors.com and ProExtra, a wholly owned subsidiary of 12th Man Solutions Limited. Hi, and welcome to episode 12 of the Exhibitionist, the podcast. How are you all doing this week? Very shortly, we're going to be handing over to a conversation we had with Mark Enderby from Maco UK. And it's a great episode if you're an exhibitor thinking about a couple of months out from a show, what should you have done already and what have you got left to do? Mark's in exactly that position ahead of the Fit Show in May. And he's talking to us about the things that he wishes he'd maybe started a little bit earlier and where they are on track with all of their exciting plans for their forthcoming show. So really great episode, especially for exhibitors this week. So we've had a really, really busy last week and we have met lots of exhibitors. We've been down at IFE in London and we were talking to a lot of people on their stands about how the show was going for them. And we also delivered some exhibitor training ahead of Auto Mechanica, which happens in June in Birmingham. And again, talking to exhibitors. And a bit of a revelation for all of the exhibitors that we spoke to was the subject of smart objectives. So I thought I'd just spend a couple of minutes explaining to you guys why smart objectives help. So we had a few people come up to us and say, I want to set objectives, but I don't know how, or I don't really see how you can set objectives for trade shows. And it is really hard, as with anything with trade shows, there's no right or wrong answer and there's probably no quick and easy way to do it. But what we do find working with clients is if you set those SMART objectives really early on in the process, they kind of become your anchor for everything else that you think about during the whole time that you're planning, delivering and evaluating the show. So from a very basic point, setting SMART objectives, so really measurable, achievable, realistic factors that you want to achieve will help you evaluate that at the end how on earth can you work out what your return on investment was or how successful you've been if you don't know what you were trying to achieve in the beginning so for example saying something like we want to meet 50 buyers a day that we can present our new widget to and we know that probably 50 percent of them will convert to our new widget within 12 months and you know the price of that widget you can then at least start to think about, well, what kind of number might you get back? And that gives you something to measure against. So just from the very basic point, which we're all about in terms of being able to generate and measure ROI, setting those smart objectives will really help you with that in the beginning. But for every other decision you make, you can think about, does that help me deliver my objectives? So when it comes to stand design, and maybe a stand agency are suggesting some really clever tech or some smart way of doing something, you can start to think back to, is that going to help me influence that visitor to achieve the objective that I want to achieve? Or is it just tech for tech's sake? So every element of your stand design, every bit of pre-show marketing that you're doing when you're thinking about, do I want to send direct mail? Do I want to get involved in social media? Which prospects do I want to invite? All of those things, if you've got the smart objective set, will help you think about, are you communicating the right things to the right people? When you're training your stand staff and your squad, what a brilliant thing to be able to say to them, this is what we collectively need to achieve as a team, and this is your role within that. And that really helps them feel confident that they know who they're trying to meet, who they need to filter out, and be sure that every single conversation that they have with a visitor is adding value towards that common goal. And it gets rid of all that nervousness about how do I speak to people, what should I be saying, and and how do I know whether they add any value? How do I know if I'm wasting my time? 
So every single thing that you do from the minute that you sign up to do a show, if it's anchored in your SMART objectives, it keeps you coming back to that point about are we delivering what we set out to deliver? Everybody has an opinion on trade shows and sometimes your biggest battles will be with internal stakeholders who want you to do uh, a different show or have a different stand design or have a different squad. But if you can keep coming back to those objectives and say, no, this is what we collectively decided we were setting out to do, then it will help you all agree that that's the right decision to make. So it's really not easy, especially making them smart. It's easy to say we want to launch a new product, we want to meet new customers, we want to meet every single visitor. But ask yourself, are those really smart? Are they measurable? Are they achievable? Are they realistic? So you take the objective of, we want to meet every single person who comes through the door. Actually, research shows that only 16 to 20% of visitors to any show will be in a position to buy from your company. So why would you want to meet everybody that comes through the door? To get to that 16 to 20%, you need to filter an awful lot of people out to get to the people who can buy from you. And how do you do that? You set an objective for the people that you want to meet and be really clear about who the best prospects are for you. So all of those things will help. So smart objectives are absolutely crucial and the very basic foundation block for having a brilliant show and being able to measure how brilliant that show is. But they're definitely not easy. So if you're struggling to work out what your smart objectives should be, why not give us a call? We can definitely help you, whether it's over the phone or over a coffee, we can definitely help you work out what the right thing for you is for you to get to the best set of SMART objectives. So hopefully that helps. It seemed to crop up a lot in the last week and people, once we started talking to them, had a bit of a light bulb moment. So hopefully that's helped you with your own planning. So I'm now going to pass over to our conversation with Mark and he's going to give us some great advice if you're planning for a show. So enjoy the conversation. So on this week's edition of the podcast, we are delighted to invite Mark Enderby, who is a marketing exec with Maco UK. And for those of you who don't know, Maco UK are a business working within the fenestration industry, but I will leave um, Mark to explain in a little bit more detail uh, what that's all about. So welcome to the show, Mark. Hiya, how are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Good, thank you. Um, so before we kick off, do you want to just give our listeners a brief introduction and background to yourself and what your current role is? Okay, yeah. So um, as you said, I'm Mark. I'm the marketing exec here at, at Maco UK. We are a, a premium window and door hardware supplier and manufacturer. Um, my background is so I've been with Maco now for 18 months, just, just over, um, working in the marketing team. Before that, I was in media, so I worked for um, KM Media Group, um, which was one of the longest standing uh, media groups in the UK uh, in terms of newspaper length. We've had it out for, I think, over 100 years it was. Um, but it grew from a newspaper into a radio station. Um, I have a TV station, and I worked on a digital team helping small, medium-sized businesses with digital marketing strategy. Um, but coming into this role, it's been great to really get my teeth stuck into just one, one business and, and learn about the industry as I go along as well. It's an exciting time. It's, uh, it's definitely an, an exciting and unusual in industry. It's fenestration where um, we're learning lots about it at the moment with uh, the work we're doing on the theatres. So we wanted to invite uh, Mark onto the show because we thought that Maco UK are at a really interesting stage of their development for the Fit Show, which is the big industry event that happens every couple of years. So we're a couple of months out now, so we thought it would be a good time to talk about uh, 
kind of what uh, is going well for them. So why does your business think it's important to invest in trade shows as part of the general marketing mix? Um, that's a good question. I think as, especially as so much is made of digital marketing now, I think using the term marketing mix is really important because digital is just still a part of marketing and that's partly why it, the trade shows are, are really important. It's that interaction. It's that human to human touch that you can still have with, with our partners and, and customers across the industry. And it's a chance as well. It's such a good platform to not only meet with people in a real life situation, but also show how we're, we're doing what we're showing. So in terms of for us, innovation is really, really important. We can actually show it in a real life environment rather than just talk about it and say, we're all about innovation. We're coming to, to, to a platform now where we can interact with our customers and actually go, this is how we are creating innovation. These are the concepts we're working with. It's, it's real, you can feel, you can touch it and you can engage in a platform that you can't do in any other area of marketing. And so much more now is becoming more about interacting with, with, with partners and customers and that face-to-face, -face, especially in this digital age where everyone I think is just done by an email and a text. The, 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 the live events, as, as the, the trade shows is getting turned into a new phrase of live events, is so important. I think that's why it's live events have seen growth and business numbers have, have increased over years, and it's it's just that it's that important for us, and that's why we've we're going to, to fit show this year, and that's why we've gone every year. It's such a vital part of Maco's marketing mix in the UK and and across the world. I think it's really interesting to hear you say that because. I think we all know we have to be digitally engaged and we have to use social media and we have to use websites and we have to do email marketing. Um, but there's nothing like that face-to-face -face contact and um, just meeting people and letting them touch and feel and, and play with the, the innovation that you've got on your stand. So I can see you're quite animated talking about trade shows and exhibitions. So tell me what personally gets you really excited about planning and delivering live events? I think in terms of, I'll start with delivering, so I'll work backwards. I think delivering is, especially for us, is everyone who is involved with Maco, works for Maco, we're all quite proud of that. So being able to deliver a live event, we get to show everyone that, and it's, it's a pride thing from a self point of view, but it sort of goes back to why it's important about the marketing and mix. We get to deliver something that's real. We get to show our, our concepts. We get to show our innovation. We get to show our quality and how proud we are in our knowledge and expertise. So it's the delivery is, 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 is exciting because it gives us that chance and it's, it is a buzz. There's lots going on. There's, it's not just us there. There'll be you know, any trade show. It's not just one stand. So it is that excitement that anything can happen. Anyone can, you can speak to anyone, but it's, it's for us importantly is, is, is the proud. It, it, we are proud to, to be on a macro stand and talk to our partners and, and meet with people. And I think the, the, the the planning, that's where the, I think, not the stress element comes into it, but it, it's, it's not stressful in terms of, rah, but it's stressful in terms of, you want to get it right. We're there representing, in this case, Maco, in, in a real life environment with our partners. So it, it's making sure that that needs to be right. We, 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 we have such strong relationships with our partners across our industry. So making sure that we, we show ourselves to be professional, and, and, and exemplary is that's really important so i think that's not necessarily the stress only stress is the right word but it, it's important for us and it's that excitement as well and i think we, we all can't wait
And um, you mentioned the word stress there. Is there anything in particular that you do get really stressed about? If there was just one thing that really stresses you out, what would it be? I think it's just making sure everything's on time, but everything has to be because the date of the exhibition isn't moving. Um, yeah. so every, everything ha does have to happen. And I think it's amazing the closer you get to an exhibition, how all these elements of what's involved in it do come together. And at times, especially in the early stages, you think, well, how is that going to come in? And that needs to be there on that day. But actually, at the end of it, it always does. Yeah, that um, trade show magic always happens. Yeah, it always, it always works out in the end. Um, so you talk about time, and we're a couple of months away now from um, the Fit Show, which yeah. is happening in May in Birmingham. So tell us, right now, what are you working on for the show at the moment? Where, where are you up to in your plans? So planning out, it's really exciting time, I think, now, because we're not far away, um, and it's, it's starting to get to that, that crunch time. So we're just about to, to sign off on our stand design, which I think looks really, really good. It's really different, um, and I just can't wait to, to show everyone the stand design. Um, um, we're focusing on the products. The products are all there. We know exactly what we're taking, but making sure that the training around the products and training around it is really important for us so making sure that everyone who goes to 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 the stand and sort of relates to my earlier point is that they we know what we're, we're doing we know what we're saying um so that's really key and that's what we're working on and making sure the marketing's coming up we've got some exciting things that i can't share just yet that's taken a lot of work and it's all sort of weeks away from getting released so it's it really is coming to that that as you said the exhibition magic time where everything comes together but it's planning's going well um we, we we felt that we were we started earlier this time around so we're we're on time so yeah it's it's good it's exciting so it all sounds like it's going pretty smoothly at the moment but is there anything that you're doing now that you wish you'd started earlier in the planning process i think making the key decisions earlier so i think there's sometimes details or might be small decisions, might be big decisions, but I think because you feel you've got time, you don't necessarily make them there and then. They sort of prolong and go, well, we'll sort that out at the next meeting. I mean, we meet every two weeks. We have a, a team, we meet every two weeks. And some things we just, we looking back, we, we could have done with making those decisions a lot earlier because it would have relieved a lot of time to focus on other stuff at the same time. As I say, it hasn't mattered too much because we're, we are on time, but it, it it would have made life easier to make those key decisions earlier. And that's about making sure that you just learn every year. So the stuff that we made early this year and, and decision base wise is the stuff that we relate on last time. So every year we get better and better. But the, the key thing for us is when we talked about it is just making key decisions earlier and, and quicker. And again, it's really interesting to hear you say that because when we're working with clients either on workshops or um, on an individual basis and we suggested them they probably need about 12 to 18 months to really plan a trade show effectively and they were probably thinking about giving themselves 18 days to do it and it's just <laughs> kind of crazy yeah. that you know to do it well it does suck up a lot of time and, and having the time to think just make sure that you're making the right decisions based on um, the proposition and the objectives that you've you've got early on but are you in that nice position where you're ahead of the game on anything that you're planning at the moment and you're thinking, oh, I've got that nailed and I don't really have to worry about it again now? Yeah, I think that's the, the, the big things that come with, like, like the stand design, like the, the marketing activities, like the products, like 
all the intricacies that come with the show because we started early this year and we have left about 18 months if not a little bit more to plan for it we're sort of we're not worried that we're going to miss out on anything at all everything is sort of like yeah this is this is good this is really good and it's it's going to go well but you are right it is about making sure that you the more time the better yeah um, but being concise with it is important as well yeah yeah, not procrastinating over um, decisions yeah, exactly. for too long um, and getting that paralysis. So um, so what do you think? You're really at the heart of your trade show planning and execution. I know you're, you're central to your team in um, what we're going to see at the Fit Show, but what's the hardest thing for you as an exhibitor and how do you overcome it? I think particularly in our industry in terms of fenestration, windows and doors, it's very hard to differentiate on that. A window, in, in a sense, is, is a window and a, a door is a door. And there are so many intricacies within that that you need to exploit. And that's why creating innovation is really important for us. And that's how we will and continue and have done differentiate Maco is by showing how we create innovation across window and door hardware. Um, we've got some really exciting stuff on the exhibition stand that actually shows that. And it really is different. But having that as our key slogan of creating innovation that's what drives that. Otherwise, I think it is harder to stand out and you do get complacent. And even when we were sort of looking at like slogans and, and key things and things to stand out, create innovation, the words were really clearly thought about. It wasn't, we don't just create innovation because that means you create it and you stop. Um, well, and that's why the word's creating. So it sounds really silly, but it's a continuous for us. And at the show, at Fit Show this year, we're, we're, we're going to show that. So it's exciting. Um, but yeah, that's, I think that is, that's the key thing there. Yeah. And creating that standout is just so crucial when you've invested as much money as you guys do in uh, shows and stands and, and everything else you're doing. And um, it just reminds me of uh, when we, after we did the Fit Show training actually earlier in, in the year at Birmingham, and uh, we went downstairs to the main halls where it was the caravan and camping and motorhome show. And yeah. Uh, if you think it's difficult to differentiate yourself in the windows industry, it's um, it's really, really difficult in the caravan industry where it's all just a sea of white walls and white yeah. vans. So <laughs> trying to uh, really make your caravan stand out from the next door neighbours is, is pretty tough. So I have every sympathy for you on that one. It's, uh, it's a hard life. Um, so what's the funniest thing that you've seen happen at a trade show? If you're allowed to share it with us and you know, please don't feel you have to name the guilty parties. No, I will do. And I, I love this question. It's making me smile already. Um, and it's out of industry, so I can't upset anyone, I hope. Um, <laughs> but I was, I was at um, the London Triathlon a few times. And back a few years ago, for people that go, um, there was quite a big exhibition there as well from sports suppliers and stuff. And um, one year there was a, um, a supplier of like luxury therapeutic hot tubs, etc., and after you finished the triathlon, there was just people getting a beer and just jumping in this exhibitor's pool <laughs> um, and enjoying a, a, a nice luxury post-run, swim, bike, massage and masseuse in this luxury hot tub. Um, and the exhibitors, I don't think we're really planning on that. They <laughs> sell them. And then at the time, there's all these people just finishing these events all sweaty and horrible and jumping in these hot tubs. And it was just, it was, it was quite brilliant. Um, it, it did make me giggle <laughs> yeah I think um, 
that sounds like it was fairly unexpected. I thought when you were first talking about it, it was kind of their plan to showcase how amazing our hot tub is for um, for massaging your your muscles after you've done events. But I'm guessing they just weren't expecting all you hot and sweaty triathletes to jump in there. I think, yeah, I think everyone just went for I think one person <laughs> took the plunge, as it were, and that that was it. Everyone thought, oh, "That's a good idea," and <laughs> we'll jump in. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it was good. <laughs> well, it, one tip in there is that uh, you know people attract people so if you have a busy stand then it will always attract people so just put a exactly. big hot tub in the middle of your stand and you you never know i'm looking forward to seeing your hot tub at, uh, at <laughs> um, i can't say <laughs> <laughs> so how do you think event organizers themselves can do more to help exhibitors have a more successful show i think that's a, a good question i, I imagine it, it it changes depending on the show and the industry um, and I think one of the parts is transparency for me is the show organizers giving every, all the exhibitors and then the visitors as much information about what's happening with the show, all the options that are available, all the marketing collateral, just being as transparent as they can to help exhibitors and visitors make the most of it. Um, I think there's, there's the occasions and certainly things that I've been involved in where you find out about opportunities or maybe marketing, maybe it's a way that, or if you're a visitor, different types of tickets, you find out too late or you find out at the show and you feel maybe a bit cheated. And I think as an exhibitor, that's bad. And as a visitor, that's really, really bad. Mm-hmm. So I think for, for, for me, it's just being transparent as, as much as they can um, because it's, it's the exhibitors and the visitors that make it um, as, as successful it's going to go. Um, and I think that's key. I think the transparency across it from everything from information to marketing to, to a whole range of everything that's involved with being a, an, an organizer um, has to be told and structured as well and, and given out in good time so people can plan better and know exactly what they can make the most out of. Yeah, it's it's a really crucial point, I think, because um you know, exhibitors or event organizers will want exhibitors to have a successful show because that's guarantee them rebook rates, um, you know, for the next show that they're doing. And you're all kind of working towards the same goal. It's exhibitors want to have a great show, event organizers want to have a great show and visitors want to have a great show. So everybody's trying to do the same, the same good thing. Um, yeah. So as you say, just making sure that everybody knows what the options are and what's available to do that is, is crucial. So so we're kind of uh, a few weeks out now from Fit Show. What's your key focus? What are the things right at the top of your priority list between now and May the twenty uh, first when the show opens? Our our partners, our, our customers, making sure that they're they're invited, making sure they know what's going on, making sure what they can expect to see, but keeping a bit of the excitement uh, at bay as well. So not telling actually everything because we want some things to be a surprise. Um, uh, and I think that sort of relates into the marketing as well this is you know externally the marketing now is really starting to to kick in so we've got a few surprises and it's I'm eager to say but I just can't just yet <laughs> teasing um, as well Keep teasing yeah, it, us. it's making sure that those things are all in making it make sure your ship's in order ready to set sail yeah uh, and it, it's nearly there um, making and it, it goes back to you know the, the previous question about what we're working on at the moment is making sure that everything's as it as it should be making sure that the people going and representing maco know exactly what's happening um and, and they're trained on the on the products that are going to be there making sure our, our partners and, and customers and 
in industry influencers across administration um, are excited about Maco being there as well as the show itself. Um, so I think it all relates, but yeah, it's, um, it's, it's exciting. It sounds like a, a busy time, but I love the fact there that you refer to um, making sure that your customers know that you're going to be there and getting them invited and getting them along. It's, um, it's lovely and refreshing to hear that exhibitors are thinking about those existing customers because sometimes they can get left off in the um, clamour for new customers and thinking new businesses coming through the doors at Trade Show. So, so good on you for getting the uh, existing customers high up on your list of invitees. So just to wrap things up, what advice would you give to other exhibitors who have a trade show coming up in the next few weeks? What, what's your kind of big learnings from going through the planning process for your trade shows? It's a, it's a good question. I think, it, you know, talking about it helps certainly and, you know, learning about more what other exhibitors are doing, it, it, it's all good to share. I think it sort of goes back to what we said earlier about what gets us excited and stressed about the planning shows. And it's, it is about planning. It's like you said, leaving enough time to plan um don't make it a snap decision uh if you're going to go sort your objectives out find a reason to go that you can work with that matters to the business that will relate well to to your partners and, and your customers as well and get the decision makers internally involved as much as you can one thing we're we've been very good at here is building an internal team to help organize and plan the, the show itself for us and part of that team includes really big figureheads within Maco. So it helps us as a business move forward a lot quicker, make decisions quicker, and gets the whole business excited and involved in it as well. So, yeah, planning and involvement, I suppose, would be our two sort of um, advice, really. And I think that once you get those done, everything else seems to fall into place. And the only other one, I suppose, is... Pick, pick your partners who you're going to, you know, you, no one can do a, an exhibition on their own. It may be, you know, stand builders, for example. It may be trainers. It, it may be suppliers for merchandise. Having those relationships with those suppliers previously or finding them in enough time is really important. Um, we, we're, we're, we're really fortunate. We've got great relationships with, with some of those key suppliers. And sorting that out early or in enough time helps the planning and means that that's not a thing to worry about. There's nothing worse. So if you're printing bags for giveaways and they turn up four weeks before and they're no good, having a good relationship on who that supplier is means that you can order them and you know they're going to turn up and be bang on. But again, it's that timing thing and planning makes sure you leave enough time just in case it does go wrong, you can rectify it. Absolutely, which has been a key theme of your conversation um, right throughout our uh, our podcast today around planning and, and leaving enough time. So um, that kind of wraps up everything we want, wanted to talk to you about, Mark. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We're really excited um, about seeing you at the Fit Show. Um, so thank you very much for joining us today. That's okay. No, it's been it's been a pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. I'm looking forward to Fit Show as well. So it's um, yeah, it's been good. Good, good. And if uh, anybody wants to go and see Mark and the team, um, they'll be on the Maco UK stand at the Fit Show, which is on at Birmingham NEC from the 21st to the 23rd of May. So some really useful information there from Mark, and we hope that you guys got a lot of value out of it and picked up a few things that are going to help you with your planning. Actually, just as an aside, we've been doing some work with uh, Maco UK um, on a couple of things. We met them at the, the Fit Show exhibitor day and talking about kind of what they've been doing 
to get ready for Fit Show. And the thing that really impresses us is that sales and marketing are working absolutely in synergy. We wrote a blog about this a couple of weeks ago, and uh, we had some great response and some great feedback to it, and quite a lot of argument about who is responsible. Um, but what we found with the guys over at Maco UK is that they are working together on joint objectives and collaborating as a, a unit so that it's really seamless in terms of the marketing preparation of the tools and set the sales force in terms of the execution. So really great example of how they're working together there. So that's pretty much it for this week. In two weeks, we will be back with a conversation with Lindsay Anvik, who is based over in Carolina in America. And she's talking to us about what it's like to work on US trade shows, how they maybe are a little bit different in some ways from UK shows, um, but also just about how exhibitors can generate stronger ROIs, how you can measure them, and some of the ways that you can use social media and technology to really amplify your presence whilst you're at the show. So it's not all just about pre-show, it's about at the show as well. So wherever you are exhibitioning over the next couple of weeks, we hope you have a great time and get some really positive results. Don't forget, we love hearing about what's working for you out there. So please do get in touch with any of your feedback or suggestions. If you've got a trade show trouble that you need solving, why not give us a tweet or an email? We'll get one of our experts within our circle and our network to answer your question, whatever it, it is that's troubling you. And for more inspiration and advice, don't forget you can hop over to our website, www.inspiringexhibitors.com anytime and pick up the blogs on there which might help you with your planning. And while you're over on the website, don't forget to subscribe to our fortnightly newsletter, which is packed with hints, tips and advice to generate a stronger ROI from your trade shows. And you can also subscribe to the podcast via iTunes and Podbean, so you're kept up to date every single time we publish a new episode. Thank you so much for listening. We love getting your feedback to the podcast, so please keep it coming. Have a great couple of weeks wherever you're exhibitioning, and we look forward to talking to you again soon. Hop over now to inspiringexhibitors.com to subscribe to our newsletters, blogs and future podcasts, keeping you up to date with industry insight. While there, you can also find out more about our new book, The Exhibitionist, Inspiring Trade Show Excellence. Once again, thank you for listening.